welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings continue the tricky tale of Captain Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez, two women from the planet of Cassandra and the secrets they discovered after the war. Last time, Jane and Sophie each experienced a mysterious encounter. Sophie with a ship full of Egerins bearing tidings or dire warnings of the others, and Jane with the enigmatic Medean scientist Dr. Moreau, who was assigned to Jane's team on the PSA's say-so. A very special thanks to premium patron Cece Fong, who helped make this episode possible. This is episode 14, Reservations. Let us begin. So, we haven't met any more Egerins, and it's driving me nuts. Not that I thought we'd see more, they're pretty camera shy, but still. Things were so interesting, and now they're so... routine. Standard. Boring as hell. I won the Canasta tournament, by the way. Salazar came in second, so they had to give me a bottle of Mezcal they stashed, and I wasn't supposed to know about it, but obviously I knew about Salazar's Mezcal stash. I used to be Salazar, and my captain wasn't convinced by a thermal victory sack any more than I bought Salazar's story about their extra-deep footlocker. I mean, come on. Who uses a secret compartment for underwear? I know what's under there. (laughs) I don't usually drink Mezcal because of that one time in college really early on. Remember how I did shots with the team and then went dancing and then decided to crawl in through the window, but only sort of stuck my head in and hurled everywhere? I don't think I ever apologized for that. I mean, I know I apologized at the time because Evelyn was fucking fuming and you were sort of half in and half out of sleep and reflex gagging, but like the next morning when Evelyn told me to come over and clean it up, but by the time I got there you already had? That time. Sorry. I'm trying to be, like, the person who cleans it up the first time. I think I could be that person. Not trying to test that theory, though. At least not tonight. I only had one shot. Well, three. But the third one was really small. I think the thing is, with the Agrins, that day trying to figure out what they were saying to us, that felt like I was doing something. Accomplishing something. You're in your lab trying to find a cure, and you, like, even when you're doing, you're always doing something. What was it like before I called you? Have we talked about that? I'll listen this time. What was it like when you were locked up? Were you, what were you aiming at? Like, what were you aiming your days at? So, we were sent into orbit to scout, report back. And now we know there's, we have some sense of, I didn't tell you, the Agrins we met had seen some others. Recently enough to, we don't know where exactly, but we have some sense, which is more than we've had the entire time we've been up here. My orders are to establish a perimeter and maintain an orbit, but my orders do not specify the circumference of the orbit. If we encounter others, we're obviously expected to deviate from the orbit, but my orders do not specify what an encounter is. I've been coasting on autopilot, but I think I think this is an opportunity to do what we were sent out here to do. There is a reason I was sent here. 
I've been here before, so it'll be easier to operate on instinct. They want me to operate on instinct. It's really easy once you figure it out. It was the same in the war. It's like Salazar and the Mezcal bottle. I have to pretend to care about the rules, and they have to pretend to follow them, until doing so just doesn't make any sense anymore. And in the end, everyone gets what they actually want. Salazar still has five untouched bottles of Mezcal, and I get to have this nice warm buzz for a little while. Good. Glad we had this talk. Oh, the other thing is, since the Agarans, I've been having these dreams. Nothing too wildly out of the ordinary, just, okay, so if normal dreaming for me is at a, like, 4 out of 10 saturation level, these dreams are at an 11. Whole plot arcs, and I was never good at making shit like that up, and usually whatever I'm feeling in the dream is like scratching an itch through cloth, but now it's like nails on skin. I woke up the other night laughing. That's some serial killer shit. Laughing, straight out of sleep, because I had a dream about Anders Lee sliding around on one of those seesaws shaped like a unicorn. They haven't all been a laugh riot, but that one... Okay. The buzz is fading and my watch starts early. Night. Morning. Azulene Catalyst Trial. Day 13. Addendum. Further notes on today's topics. Present. Gonzalez, Jane. Weber, Mordecai. Shaw, Lorelai. Graves, Penelope. Patel, Elliot. Moreau, George. Don't understand why this has to be part of the lab notebook as it's irrelevant to our actual project. And I'm saying ethical concerns are scientific concerns, and this should be part of our official record. Unless you disagree, ethics aren't your purview. Look, Gonzalez, if you could just talk us through it again for the lab book, we could close the lid on this and be done for the day. <sighs> Fine! Where was I? Dr. Moreau, care to voice your question again for the record? Happily. I was just wondering how it is that not one of the 15 researchers on Isabel Rowley's original team, including Dr. Gonzalez, managed to come up with the most obvious way to destroy their research and dose themselves with Pasithea powder to forget how to make it. Given that if they had, our present preoccupation with a Pasithea cure would be pretty unnecessary. Given that Pasithea is apparently the only thing that can keep humanity safe from ravening aliens, I think you should be glad we didn't. I'd like to note that xenophobic words like ravening do not reflect the opinions of the lab as a whole. Oh my god, they're cannibals, Moreau! Ah, uh, see, this might be a cultural difference, but on Medea, our principles matter at all times, not just when convenient. We have been here for 14 hours. Can you just- I'd also like to note the inaccuracy of the word cannibal, for the record, which would imply that others eat other others, something we don't yet have any evidence of. Maybe the two of you could table the semantic discussion for another day. Please, Gonzalez, just answer their question. Thanks, Dr. Weber. You're right. We shouldn't get off topic. Why didn't you and your colleagues brainwash yourselves, Gonzalez? We chose not to dose ourselves with Pasithea for obvious reasons. Someone needs to administer Pasithea for it to work effectively. Given the strained political and ethical situation we found ourselves in, none of us particularly felt like trusting the integrity of our minds to one other person, even a member of our team. And even if we had, 
Once you had treated 14 of us to a course of Pasithea, you would still be left with a 15th person who could not take Pasithea themselves. To completely keep the secret, that final person would have had to die. We embarked on the course we did because we wanted to alleviate human suffering, not cause more. Curiosity satisfied, Murrow. For now, thank you, fearless leader. Right. Now, unless anyone else has last-minute narrative comments... Hey, Sophie. I can't believe enough ridiculous and horrific things have happened to me in the last few years that I almost forgot the most ridiculous and horrific way I have ever woken up out of a dead sleep. I know this wasn't the point of your anecdote, but the night Sophie opened a window and projectile vomited directly onto my bed is a almost a fond memory at this point. Like, uh, yes, it was extremely disgusting, but after Evelyn got back from yelling at you, making sure you got back to your dorm, at least one of those things, I'd thrown my sheets into the hallway to deal with in the morning and hopped in the shower and then went to crash on Evelyn's bed. And then he got back and tried to sleep on the bare mattress of my bed, which was gross because it was still kind of suspect, and we ended up squeezing together on his bed and, um, complaining about you. <laughs> obviously. We sprayed a bunch of his deodorant in the air to mask the smell, and that made us cough, and honestly, it kind of made the smell worse, and we couldn't stop cracking up long enough to fall asleep. Yeah. No apology needed for that one. You could apologize for not telling me last time that the Egerans you met were actually warning you about the others. If you wanted. Sorry. That's not fair. I know what you're doing, what you're looking for. Just let me know if you actually find any, okay? I need to know how the Pasithea administration system, and no, I'm not going to call it a gun, works in the field. Not that I'm working on Pasithea or the PAS. That's probably the Legros, Costa, everyone back home. I hope you're still being careful. Like, it makes sense that you're dealing with a lot of unspoken rules and expectations, but I still hope you're exercising due caution. <sighs> anyway, you asked what it was like before you called me the first time. After the war, but before you. It was boring. Extremely boring. I don't have any brilliant insights for you, honestly. Don't recommend. Nothing new here, really. Moreau, I told you about Moreau, right? They're still a dick. Science continues apace. Uh, talk soon. Captain Sophie Green reporting to Agent Cullen, and I... Hello, too, to the decryptors and your assistant and Reina Valencia, for all I know, which, if so, <laughs> hi, your highness, big fan. Um, that dress you wore to the armistice talks was, Jesus, start over. Message deleted. Captain Sophie Green reporting to Agent Cullen. Well, here we are. Another report about what I had for dinner, and whether Lieutenant Steptoe knows the proper landing sequence. 
These reports where nothing much happens, I gotta say, I understand their value in the overall scheme of things, X days without incident, etc. but do Come you- to the flight deck, Captain. There's something you should see. Did you see that? Of course I did. We all did. What's the matter? You heard the captain's story about Tyrannus. I just didn't expect that it'd be so... Get it together, Steptoe. The captain's going to send for backup. She said that. It's regulation. I know. Captain Sophie Green reporting to Agent Cullen. Today we came up on a PSA ship, a Corvette, older model, so at first we thought it might have been there a while. It had obviously gone dark and our scans didn't pick up any signs of life. But when we got closer, it looked almost as though someone had done a bad job bubble wrapping it. These puffy shapes packed all around it, bound to it. And we picked up its signature and it was the Zephyr blasted off two weeks ago out of Olorun. We got closer. The bubble wrap was the crew in their walking suits, tied together and wrapped around the ship. They were mostly intact. Some of them were missing things, heads, arms, faces, but yeah, mostly intact. By the torsos, we counted 12. Colin. There are things I want to say to your face. Do you understand? I don't know if... Have you heard anything about a missing PSA ship? Have they told you anything? Because if not, it looks like I'm finally earning my keep. Tyrannus and the sky around it is... Infested. Oh... Hi, Jane. We're in it now, way out of orbit, dark space. Not really, but you get the idea. It felt nice to see something other than the same fucking stars. I didn't realize how sick I was of that nebula until we left, and it was like, woo, variety. We're... I'm really looking forward to testing out that Pasithea gun, I gotta say. I think I'm getting closer. We're getting closer. Today, we saw... We haven't seen any others yet, but we're getting closer. That's the difference between the war and whatever this is. Then we were so close together. Sometimes I could look up from my ship into a Median ship and see its captain's eyes and nose hairs and all that. But with this, I don't think I really understood how vast... Listen to me, what the fuck? I fly spaceships. I measure distance in... And I don't know how vast space is. I mean, to be fair, it's not really that. It's the fact that we don't always see them, but they're there. The others. We know they play with their food, right? I've just been wondering lately how big their plate is. Really looking forward to using that gun. Okay, I'm gonna hang up now. I don't have anything else to say, so I'll hang up. But I wish... (laughs) This is just one of those... 
You know those times when you want to be in a room with someone but not to talk? And not to anything else, too. Just, like, breathing. <laughs> but I'm not going to creep breathe down the phone, so... <gasps> it... <laughs> Night, Jane. Hey, Sophie. You sound tired. I mean, you have more than enough reason to be tired. But still. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Applying your own oxygen mask before assisting others, or harming others, actually. I guess. I feel like I don't know how to talk to you anymore. I mean, last year, you were the only person I could say anything to. We were sharing things we couldn't share with anyone else. And it's different now, obviously. Um, but we'll figure it out. We are figuring it out. I had another fun talk with Moreau today, my Median scientist colleague. They're one of our Egerin experts. We've got a few here. I've tried to give myself a crash course in xenobiology since, you know, Blanc told me the others existed, but my education is obviously lacking in this specific area. And my other colleagues are pretty good about explaining things to me, letting me know when I'm going down the wrong rabbit hole, when there's an obvious gap in my knowledge, that kind of thing. But not Moreau. Moreau waits for me to make a mistake, says wrong or wrong again, Dr. Gonzalez, and then puts their correction in the lab notebook. Usually they include footnotes, cite sources that prove exactly how wrong I am. Which I appreciate sources. I appreciate spending all of my spare time reading up on a discipline I've never studied because it makes me a better researcher and that's the whole reason I'm here. It's almost a joke at this point. <laughs> Today I stabbed myself in the eye with my glasses. The hazards of taking them off to clean before the hourly caffeine content kicks in, and you know how little I can see without them. And Moreau said, wrong, under their breath, and the whole lab laughed. I laughed too, I mean, it was funny. But uh, then my eye was sort of grotesquely pink and teary, so I tried to make a joke about being a cyclops, and nobody laughed. Moreau spent the next two hours assuring me I had beautiful, long-lashed, dark-pupiled, finely sclerid, magnificent eyes, every excuse they could find. I thought Graves was going to turn purple, not cracking a smile where I could see. God. Listen to me. Petty annoyance is officially no longer a breath of fresh air. I think the last time someone was immature enough to make fun of my looks to my face was, um, our third year of high school. Max Barrett had that whole gross thing about how if he put my brain into your body, we'd be the perfect woman, remember? Moreau, at least, isn't on the prom committee. <laughs> anyway. The thing that's really bucking me is that I do have so many gaps in my knowledge. I should probably go and read an anatomy textbook before bed. Stay safe. I should not even be conscious right now, but I have an early watch, so I just... <laughs> I'm calling you from the flight deck like an idiot because I have not slept. Well... I must have slept because your message squeaked through and I listened to it and are you kidding me? Your brain in my body? Fuck that. 
And fuck this Graves person, whoever that is, for assuming Moreau was kidding when they... Okay, the way they said it sounds like bullshit. Like, they could do a better job at, like, for real, avoid that person. But they're, um, right? I don't need you to have your video on to know that your eyes look nice. If I weren't on the flight deck, I'd turn my video on and tell it, not to your face, but with my face, your eyes are beautiful. They look nice. Oh, hold on. So, no further sign of the others, but I don't know. Something tells me we're on the right track. Call it a gut feeling. There's just, I'm not always good at this kind of thing in real life, but you know how sometimes someone could just change the temperature of a room just by walking in? That's what it feels like out here. Like, we're coasting along in this miasma of off. Like, knowing you're not alone in the house. That last year before my mom got it together, they had me in this foster house where there were always people coming in and out. I always knew when they were there. Someone breathing in another room. Messing up your shit. <sighs> what was I saying? Oh. Max Barrett was a... I guess I don't have to tell you what kind of person Max Barrett was. He never said shit like that to me. The thing is, I just... I'm trying to figure out how to say this without coming across all um, patronizing, which isn't how I feel it, or weird, which... Well, fuck it. Weird it is. I... I just think you're hot, okay? Objectively attractive, yes, but also, like, attractive to me. Max Barrett was 17 and didn't know his ass from his elbow, and what Graves' excuses, or if Moreau was actually making fun of you, which it kind of sounds like they weren't, in which case, you don't need me to be telling you any of this. I don't want this to be one of those things where what I say matters more than, but just, if you were wondering, I think you're hot. <laughs> I've been tiptoeing around saying that for a while now, and frankly, I'm pissed off at myself that I had to say it in the context of Max fucking Barrett, worst fucking saxophone player Cassandra has ever known, but <laughs> I am not going to delete this message because I am a person who stands by. Captain? Lieutenant. Captain. Lieutenant. You're early. And Salazar, you are exceptionally early. Are we interrupting? No. We thought we heard talking. Was there a new communication from. No. Well, spit it out. You obviously have something to say. Captain Green, we wanted to voice our reservations. Hmm. Our orders were to establish an orbit. We have since deviated from that orbit and are traveling deeper into space with no set course. No official course. We are improvising. You have something against improv, Lieutenant Salazar? Captain... Okay, thank you. Your reservations have been noted. Was there something else? I would like my objections entered into the log. Fine. Now, if possible. Don't see why not. Uh, Steptoe, could you... Yep. Lieutenant Salazar, I understand that you have to draw your own conclusions based on your own particular expertise, but can I trust you to understand that I also have a certain level of expertise? Yes, Captain. That I know how to captain a ship? Yes, Captain. And that I would not endanger my own life or the lives of my crew on a whim? 
<coughs> so that's been entered in the log. Yes. And then you can go. Dismissed. Captain? Captain? Well, I guess that's a little bonus for you. Good luck with the anatomy textbook or whatever it... later. Um, okay. Wow, you do need to get some sleep. Uh, you can't just down caffeine pills like you used to in college, you know? Like, you're in charge of people. You have to set an example or at least not start hallucinating on duty or say ridiculous things you might regret or... Is everything fine, Sophie? I mean, if your subordinates are worried, are you sure you have the situation under control? Not that I can tell you how to do your job. I have no idea how you do your job. I have my hands full with my job. I just... I want you to be okay. Okay, talk soon. Bye. Azuline Catalyst Trial, Day 18. Addendum number four. Additional notes. Present. Gonzalez, Jane. Morrow, George. All right, we are back on the record. Care to voice your complaint again, since you're so fond of official documentation. We're just having a conversation, Doc. Cluttering up the lab notebook with interpersonal stuff is a little unprofessional. You wanted tea and cookies, Moreau? I'm here. Metaphorical tea tray in hand. I knew you'd crack. Will you just... Say whatever it is you so desperately want to say to me, so we can just move forward? I'll turn the recording off again if you want. Please. Like anything you or I do would actually make a difference to Moon. We're the only people here she can't get rid of. I'm afraid you are mistaken. No one is irreplaceable, not when the stakes are this high. Wrong again, fearless leader. Moreau. They're not getting rid of you, because if they did, they'd have a PR crisis big enough to plug up revenue streams for several key races in the election. They're not getting rid of me because I'm Director Diaz's first cousin, and Diaz is pretty unhappy with both Cassandra and the PSA right now. I didn't know you were related to Diaz. There's a lot you don't know, Doc. Oh my god, I know! You don't have to keep telling me you think I'm incompetent. I get it. Message received. We still have to work together. Yeah, we do. Solving a problem you created. I'm not being hyperbolic. You invented Pasithea. Twice. A drug that by your own admission should never have existed in the first place. A lot of people on Medea think that because you came clean about your little science project, that makes you some kind of honorable. I keep thinking about how stupid a person has to be to create something like the Pasithea powder in the middle of a war and not understand how people might use it. Is that what you want? Someone to blame? Fine. I accept responsibility for the sins of the entire Rowley conspiracy. You're right. It's all my fault. Let's move on. I don't care about the blame. Taking responsibility is obviously really easy for you. What I care about is working for someone with a track record of making stupid calls. That doesn't bode well for anyone's future. I'm not stupid. Sure. I'm trying to learn more and to listen to the experts I brought in to help me do the work. 
Except, of course, for the members of my team who got in via nepotism and political bullshit. Thanks for confirming that, by the way. Sure, yeah, you've got everything under control. What do you want from me? Last year, did you know Archuleta drugged you? I... what? The Medean ambassador to Cassandra? Yeah, Archuleta. She put a truth serum in your tea. <laughs> I guess I never thought I'd get that confirmed. Computer, are we still recording? Recording in progress. It's standard protocol. I promise you Moon already knows all of this. You remember what you told Archuleta? I didn't tell her anything, Moreau. I went on a weird monologue about dogs and woke up with a bad hangover. Uh-huh. Yeah, I read the transcript. There was a lot of talking about dogs and your celebrity status on Medea, and then you said, and I quote, Do you even know the worst thing about Pasithea powder? And then you told her, Changing something small but essential about someone's personality can lead them to violent outbursts and self-harming behavior. You gave her a whole new application for Pasithea misuse that we didn't actually have on the list yet. Stupid. Computer and recording. End of Addendum 4 There. Three points beyond... Yes. Oh. Go get the captain. You heard what I said. I mean, thank you, genuinely, for offering me every out on the planet. But you really didn't have to. I wasn't hallucinating or sleep-deprived. Well, no more sleep-deprived than usual. You don't have to worry about me. Worry about yourself. Concentrate on your own test, or whatever they used to say. You're the one who has to figure out what to say to this. I meant it. Wow. Turns out, sometimes it's easier to say things than not say them, you know? There's more I could say, but I don't want you to have an aneurysm. Today is a great day. In addition to this opportunity to get some truths off my chest while just thoroughly fucking with you. But not in the sense of messing with you, in the sense of, you know, deal with that! Anyway, that brings me joy every time. But the thing that makes today so special is just, we are so close. I saw... There aren't supposed to be any PSA ships in the area. I checked twice, but we saw something, and we're gonna just take a closer look just to see. We'll be careful. Don't worry if you don't hear from me for a little while. No news is good news since I added you to my list, remember? And you really shouldn't worry about this. We're just checking things out totally routine. I'm even letting them know on the ground what my plans are, so everything is totally above board. I'm doing that thing where I explain so much that it starts to sound like I'm lying. I'm not, I swear. Remember how I said you were hot? Okay, bye! Captain Green, I assume you have a good reason for calling me when you could just send a report? I was just sitting Colin, down- Colin, I don't have time to make it official. We're following an unknown ship. PSA? We signaled on the PSA channel, no dice. No PSA ships reported in this sector. And no Cassandra, neither. You haven't reported. No. I... I exceeded my orders. You're in pursuit, you said. How close? They're in our sights, barely. It's too far to get a good reading. Depending on their range, they might not know we're there. They're not acting as though they're being followed. Is there time to wait for support? What do you think? I have to ask. Fine. Continue. 
engage if you have to. But, Captain Green. Yes. If this goes wrong at all, if this all comes to nothing and the PSA gets wind that you tried... You don't know me. I get it. So long as we're clear. Smooth sailing. Hi, Sophie. Thank you, genuinely, for letting me know you're likely about to come into contact with a ship full of man-eating, shape-shifting aliens, especially when your only defense is a brand new technology that has never been successfully used in the field based on something I reconstructed from memory last year while sleep-deprived and traumatized. That came out wrong. I... I am glad to know. I just needed to say the stakes out loud, I guess. If we're going to talk about this, then fine. You're not an idiot. You know who you are to me. You also know going down this road is a terrible idea for more reasons than I really care to think about. So I think we should go back to not talking about it. You're wrong about Moreau, by the way. They despise me. They're honest, though, I'll give them that. We talked the other day, and they pulled no punches. They think I'm naive. They're probably right. It's not like I know how to navigate any of this. The two of us have to give an interview to Jordan Gold tomorrow, giving the public the impression that we're making progress without actually confirming or denying what we're specifically doing. It's a vapid PR move, the Friendship Delegation of Scientific Updates. Moreau is Diaz's first cousin. That's why they're here. Okay. If I don't hear from you for a while, I won't worry. Stay safe. Um, bye. Ooh, this is going to be such a good story. Two minutes. Still gaining. I don't know about the two of you, but I plan on dining out on this one for quite some time. They're slowing, Captain. Should we signal? Wait until we're closer. They're turning. Wait. Oh, God. I feel... I, I think... In the hallway, Steptoe. We don't need... Oh, really? Her mother-in-law is the third flight commander. Got it. Are you seeing this? It's not battle formation. It's not not battle formation. There's only one ship. Bring us up. It's not a PSA ship. Look at that gun deck. Not Egerin either. Unless... You're right. Clunky. I don't think it's the others. We can't know that. They're similar to the Egerins, right? Why would the Egerins be flying around in a state-of-the-art... Yes. Shall I signal, then? The others are masters of disguise, Salazar. It's literally their M.O. You think they're incapable of dressing the part? Out here with no one else? They were packet ships. Use your eyes. Gun deck there, another at the stern, plating over the docking area. That's not a packet ship. That's not any ship I've seen before, but it is not a packet ship. Then let's signal. If they answer, it's not them. They're too far away to... If we signal them and hear a human voice, it's not the others, right? I can try again. Bring us a little closer. Do you want it to be the others? Lieutenant. Yes, Captain. All right, first warning, on the PSA channel first, to be safe.
Captain. Do it. This is the tortoise, an exploration vessel. State your identity or prepare to be boarded. Prepare to board. Captain! I said prepare, Salazar. We have to be prepared, whether we board or not. Boarding stations? Wait on my word. Again. State your identity or prepare to be boarded. All right. There was no third warning! It's a shot across the bow. Nobody got killed. One more time. May as well be the all-channel. Lieutenant, I'm going to remember that I had to do this myself. State your identity now or we will board. All right, Salazar, got your Pasithea gun? Move to- Sophie Green? Captain Green, what the fuck? Josephine? Crooks? Oh, fuck. Oh my god, you just fired at a Medean ship. Oh, wow. You're done. Thank you for listening to the Pasathea Powder. This was episode 14, Reservations. Tune in next time to see whether Captain Green is in fact done, or whether Dr. Gonzalez's reservations are warranted. Captain Sophie Green was portrayed by Jackie Hederman. Dr. Jane Gonzalez was portrayed by Molly Ogie. And Agent Cullen was portrayed by Antal Specter Zabuski. Kat Evans was Steptoe. Alyssa Park was Salazar. And Torian Brackett was Dr. Weber. George Moreau was voiced by Tim Briggs. Josephine Crooks was Ren Mojica. And the voice of the computer was Cade Lebron. Narration by the surge of joy you only half trust. Original music by Annie Moriando. If you've enjoyed our little story, we hope you'll tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on Twitter at Pasathea Powder or on our website, PasatheaPowder.com, where show scripts are available. To help us do what we do best, please consider becoming a patron. For bonus content and to support production costs, find us on Patreon, or to make a one-time donation, visit our Ko-fi. The Pasathea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Dr. Gonzalez and Captain Green will return in episode 15. Say hi to your girlfriend. Okay, Roger, pull yourself together. It's been a while since we've done this, but... Broadcasting! This is Roger Bragado Fisher, still goddamn here, and somebody ought to keep a record of what's been happening on the moon and whatever comes next. We uh, came from Houston, Paulo. All that way? We heard on the consortium feed that they've merged. They merged the hell out of us. The home I was keeping for my garden. It was a significant expenditure of effort and personnel in order to maintain the appearance that we were- You are giving me the biggest headache. Moonbase Theta. The, uh, shutdown sequence is complete. I'm 
Anybody can keep track of the past, but looking forward, looking forward is hard. I couldn't wait for him to come back. I didn't know where to go. For us, the freeholds were only rumors. Get back, or I'll eviscerate you with my micro-dissecting scissors. Let me cuddle the cuties. Dr. Day, just let go. All of you, stop. I assume we're all here for some subversive anti-corporate plot, which believe me, I am all about. You throw me to the wolves, I'll take you right down with me. The wolves? (laughs) As if you were useful now, even as a scapegoat. You were looking for something. Just a place where I could look at the moon. There you are, love. Still guiding my way. Moonbase Data Out Season 3, with new episodes releasing every other Sunday. The next time we make a choice, it's got to be someone we can trust. I might have an idea for that. Do tell. I'm not sure if it's a good idea, but I think that I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs>